I saw Caleb on Jason as having taken a big step forward. I thought he was much more impactful than he was last year. Welcome to Jaguars Reporters, presented by TIAA Bank, with Brian Sexton, John Osher, Ashlyn Sullivan, and J.P. Shadrick. Jaguars Reporters, presented by TIAA Bank, starts right now. Welcome into Jaguars Reporters. Today is Thursday, September 16th. J.P. Shadrick, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Hello there. Ashton, oh, hello. Ashton Sullivan will be back with us another time. And the Jaguars host the Denver Broncos this Sunday in Week 2. The game presented by TIAA Bank turned potential into progress. Well, the Jaguars need some progress in a lot of different ways going from Week 1 to Week 2. John, certainly, yeah, let's start on the offensive side. We've talked about it all week on these shows. Uh, you can't hurt yourself. You can't get behind the sticks with uh, you know, holding penalties are one thing, but... When it's substitution and lining up wrong, and, and Urban Meyer's been harping on that all week. I'm tired of saying it. I'm sure the fans are tired of hearing about it. I know the players must be tired of hearing about it because that's all they've heard. And I, you know, I can't imagine that hasn't been point one, two, and three when the coaches talk to them. So, you know, four pre-snap, four holds. Uh, some of them got declined, but the result was also two timeouts. Uh, I don't know how good the team is yet because we haven't seen him be able to function. So don't do that. (laughs) Again, I'm not trying to be snide about it, but this is basic football stuff. Get lined up, get to second and six, and then see how the quarterback does. I'll bet if he's in second and six all day, you don't see three picks. You know uh, what's on Saturday afternoon this uh, this week? Football. Omaha versus – no, Omaha. Oklahoma versus Nebraska, yeah, that's right. right? It is the classic run-the-ball-stop-the-run series. Um, so in, in the spirit of that, I say don't throw the ball at all, right? I mean, I'm using absurdity to make my point. If you want to be able to function at a higher level, you have to start with the running game. You talk about beating it into the ground. I mean, I've been talking about the running game so much. People are like, you know, they have the quarterback who's number one overall. But it doesn't matter if he's back there throwing the ball 51 times a game. This Denver defense is built to play the pass. Von Miller, Bradley Chubb up front, screaming off the edge with Patrick Sertan, a top 20 pick, top 10 pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Justin Simmons and Kyle Fuller. I mean, you're asking the kid to play to their strength instead of playing to the Jaguar strength. Run the ball. I love those old Oklahoma Nebraska games. I'm not saying run the wishbone, but please run it and run it and run it and don't worry about punting and then run it and run it and run it some more. Eventually, this team with this quarterback will be a throw it all over the yard team, but they're not there yet. We start 65 signing, runs, no punts. We start, we start signing wingbacks. We're in trouble. <laughs> I'd love around it. Around here. Um, you know, and uh, talking to AJ Can this week in an interview that will air actually on social media coming up here in a little bit and on the Public's Tailgate show on Sunday, they know it too. I mean, they know what the the strength of this offense should be to help out against that pass rush. It's to run the football. That's what an offensive line, at least this group, feels like they are best at. They were good at it last year when everybody knew they were going to run. And they feel like they can do that if they just eliminate some of the pre-snap stuff. I thought they were. That 13-yard run that was called back with Brandon Linder's holding penalty, Yeah, I saw that and I went, okay, they are going to be able to run the ball today. Not because of 13 yards, but because of the blocks. The way that they had it set up, 
I thought, just keep running the ball. This is going to go great. Well, yeah, it's what then, they wanted to do, but they got in situations. Yeah. Well, right. yeah, it, but after the two holding penalties on that first drive, they just stopped running, right? And then, of course— well, They got behind. Well, yeah. but they weren't that behind in the first quarter. They weren't so far behind, at, you know, but until the end of the first half that they had to completely abandon the run. Well, they run the ball four or five times in the first half. You've got to do more than that. Now, to Trevor's point, a couple of those throws earlier were screens, so that's almost like an extension of the run. It's not. I get it. But, you know, yeah, it's I, not like they're I don't think they field. wanted to get away from it. Because I, I did the same thing everybody else did. I flew back on, on, on Sunday night thinking, why didn't they run? And then when I rewatched the game that night, end of the second quarter, they did have a drive where I think they ran street th- three straight times. They were trying to get to it, and then all of a sudden the game got away from them. So I, I, I definitely think they're going to try to run. But if they get down seventeen seven, and if they've if they've already uh, had seven penalties at that point, then the stats are going to look the same. Yeah, and then the you outcome will look it up. the same, right? So keep running with all those throws. Fifty one of them, we've counted them all week long. Uh, Twelve targets were to DJ Chark. He had three catches in the game. And, you know, some of those were just kind of missed throws, missed fires, a couple of drops were in there, too. Uh, a lot of that, just listening to the Mannings, your, your guys, John, or one of your guys on Monday night, talked through it. Uh, Peyton said that during training camp, I want my receivers on the field. That's the time we get in the lab and do it. And DJ just wasn't available right. out of training camp. And I think that might have been a little bit, maybe it's not all his fault because of the things that happened in the game, but... It just didn't feel right last week. Well, he's the natural guy for 12 targets because you heard Urban Meyer before the Houston game say, I I don't want to be a part of a team that doesn't have any speed. He's the legitimate speed they have on the field. So trying to uncork that makes a lot of sense. Um, Marvin Jones had plenty of targets. Uh, LaVisca is is working through his role. Mm -hmm. But this thing is – I know one of the other storylines was, well, why did you take so many snaps away from Gardner Minshew or from this kid and give him to Gardner Minshew? I think all of that plays out. They just need more time on task, and you're limited to how much you can work during the week. Yeah, it's, uh, I expect him to keep feeding Shark because I still think he's their best receiver. Uh, and when you have 51 passes, you're going to get a lot of targets going around. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know that they solve their speed issue this year. I don't know where you find speed if it's not already on the team. Uh, so again, part of what we talked about at the top of the show, the errors include drops in that, you know, we've talked a little bit this week about when plays are there to be made defensively, offensively drops are a big part of that. Stop doing things that hurt yourself and give yourself a chance to be in the football game. They didn't do that at all. Week one. Now, having said that. After the game, Urban said, everyone needs to relax. He said, well, not relax, calm down. I thought he had it right the first time. Everyone just relax a little bit. If he comes back here, and I don't know whether he will or won't or did or didn't, and just hammers his team, which we've all seen, that doesn't do any good. This is still a work in progress. This is going to take time, not desperation. Come back. Guys, none of us have ever seen a quarter that bad. Let's not have it again. And then just do what you do. But if you institute or install panic this week by ramping up drills or changing something dramatic, then you're telling your team, uh-oh, we're not very good. Just go do what you do again and keep doing it and doing it and doing it over and over. Panic won't help. 
season tickets available for the 2021 season. Come see the new look Jaguars in person. The home opener this week as the Broncos come to town. Visit jaguars.com or call 904-633-2000. Now to the Jaguars defense. And last week this group gave up six plays of 20 or more yards. Tyrod Taylor got out of a few different sacks. They couldn't keep him contained. That was a storyline going in. This one has a different feel uh, with Teddy Bridgewater back there. He's not going to be as mobile as Tyrod, you know, could be. It's just not the way they, they he plays anymore, maybe in the early days before he hurt his knee. But not quite that. They can run the football. They've got a tight end. They've got some receivers, but they're, they're, Jerry Judy's out. That's a big loss for them. But Huge. it just doesn't feel like this offense, John, is going to be super flashy with bells and whistles everywhere in Denver. That's not what Vic Fangio wants. It's no, just, they're going to try to run and manage it and let Bridgewater distribute. But he's got some talent around him. I mean, even without Judy, there are guys on this offense who can make plays. Uh, I guess I still go back to what we talked about offensively, uh, defensively. Taylor Chase on had a chance to get two sacks last week, didn't. Uh, Shaquille Griffin had a chance to make an interception, didn't. Rashawn Jenkins had a chance to get an interception, didn't. Uh, that's too many didn'ts. It, when Urban Meyer talks about very little margin for error, those are the things he means. We've all been around the NFL long enough to know there's only a handful of plays a game that defensive players get a chance to make. When you leave them all on the field, you you almost by definition when that happens give the opponent a first down. Well, if you give away four first downs, you're extending four drives. If that happens once a quarter, that flips the quarter. These games are too close to not take advantage of those plays. When the plays are there to be made, this team has to make them. I don't know if that's because the players aren't good enough. Well, let me inject I don't a think little, it's the truth. A little, a little, they just have to make them. Yeah, a, a little bit of optimism here. I, see, I saw Caleb on Jason as having taken a big step forward. I thought he was much more impactful than he was last year. Of course, he was coming on strong when last season ended. Yep. I think the scheme fits him. I think Joe Cullen, from his time in Baltimore, knows exactly how to use him. And no, he was at the point of attack, and he didn't make the play. And Tyrod Taylor made him look foolish, spun him around a couple of times. But you know, if he can do that, if he could just get into the backfield and create enough havoc, offensive coordinators and offensive linemen are going to have to account for him, which means that Josh Allen's going to have another opportunity one-on-one eventually. I like what I saw from Caleb on Chason. I want to see Cisco in the lineup because he was a ball hawk. And I, I go back to the 52-yard play where Chason got spun around. I think if Cisco is on the field, he makes a play on the ball because right. that's what he did at Syracuse. He had 13 takeaways in two years as a starter. Think about that. That's an epic number. 13 takeaways in two years as a starter. Um, they've got some players, and I think the defensive side in, in particular, we will see more progress more quickly. Yeah, and it's all this new and bells and whistles and blitzes and pressures and packages. It's a lot of coming and going. And uh, you just got the same thing. Time on task. The right. more you're out there doing it, then the easier and better I think it will look in time. They were better against the run than the numbers said. I mean, when you're throwing the ball 51 times, it means the other team is leading so much. That's right. They, all they're doing is running. You're throwing, they're running. Well, I mean, how, how long are you going to hold up when it's just – Two tight ends and pound the ball. They had three tight ends. Mm-hmm. Houston kept three tight ends and just pound and pound and pound. And then eventually the quarterback gets loose for a long run, and it, re- it makes you look horrible. But they held the running backs to below, what, 3.5 yards yeah. per carry? Um, and that wasn't a great group. They'll be tested this week with these runners. I think they'll be better against the run this week. Well, th- 
they're going to have to be because they got tested. Um, they need to be as good against the run as they were on Sunday. And then when the ball is in the air, they need to make the play on it. That's it. More than anything, they need to be good against the run because they need to be able to get Josh Allen, Caleb on chase on in a position to make sacks. And if, if you do that, Bridgewater can be forced into mistakes. It's not his M.O., but if you pressure him, he can be forced. That's the, that's the rub. The defense, the secondary did not make plays on the ball. And you keep – people are walking around it when you listen to coaches talk as they talk about making plays on the ball in the air. Well, that's the secondary, right? You paid Shaq Griffin. He didn't make the play at the point. I didn't think he had a great game. Uh, Rayshon Jenkins made that mistake. I mean, right. you, yeah. break it up. Break right. it up. It's more important. Or take it away. One or the other. Extend your arms. Take it away. The secondary has to play better. Tyson Campbell is a guy that they're putting a lot of pressure on, and he's that long, good-looking athlete from Georgia. Well, someone's got to coach him in how to make a play. Shaq Griffin talked about it this week. I, I did like C.J. Henderson. I did. He made a couple of plays that made me go, that's why they drafted mm-hmm. him ninth overall. More him, please. More of him. Got to be consistent. Yep. All right, that'll do it for uh, Jaguars reporters today. Looking forward to the Broncos-Jaguars game this Sunday. And remember to subscribe to the Jaguars official podcast network. It's on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. Give us five stars if you're into it and plenty of comments, and I know you're into those. For Brian Sexton and John Osier and producer Joe Fortunato, I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time on Jaguars Reporters.